0: This is SEN's NBL Show with Braden Hesselhurst. Now Qualls turned it over. Straight in the path to Scott. Sobe pulls up from the foul line. Nothing but net. A show built for Australian basketball fans. We are back! That's we right. are back! We are getting Doug back! And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three <laughs> best friends that anyone could have. Yes, we are back for the NBL show on SENQ after a two-week break. And what a what an audio clip to get us into uh, our first edition back after the break. And it's crunch time in the NBL. We're heading into round nine, and this is where teams really start to separate themselves. The feeling out period is over, and the kinks should be ironed out for any team. And it's where we find out who the serious outfits are in the NBL this season. Another big show on today. We'll look at a few news headlines from around the league. Preview round nine. There's no on the radar or top dogs this week just because of the break. So we'll give some teams and individuals a bit of a break from that. But first, it's a big week for the Queensland teams. Another edition of the Sunshine Stash on Friday night in Cairns. And it follows on from the spicy encounter early on this season, where it led to Aaron Baines being suspended for five games for that altercation with uh, Cairns Taipans coach Adam Ford, Cairns won that uh, as well. But ever since then, the, the Cairns have been a Cairns Taipans have been a bit inconsistent. So have the Bullets, but they're in sixth place at five and seven, and the Taipans are just behind them at four and six. Haven't played as many games. But they also, uh, both teams have been injury-stricken so far this year. And, and I believe tomorrow night will be the first time both teams have their full team on the floor. So uh, that'll be a big one. The Cairns Taipans also take on Melbourne United in Melbourne on Sunday while Brisbane return home to Disney arena to, to play the uh, rejuvenated Illawarra Hawks after that coaching change with Justin Tatum taking over. But as I mentioned, a huge weekend for both teams. And to get us into it and to explain what the Sunshine Stouch rivalry is like, we thought we'd get someone who played for the Taipans for um, just under a decade, an NBL legend, um, played for Cairns Taipans for majority of his career, as well as the Perth Wildcats, Alex Loughton. So we thought we'd get into, into him first and see if he could explain to us what that rivalry is all about. Alex Loughton, welcome to the NBL show. Hey, thank you very much for having me. And as I mentioned before, you, you spent majority of your career with the Cairns Taipans. Now, only the last few years were, were playing while the Brisbane Bullets were back in the competition, and that was the start of the Sunshine Stouch, which to me has turned into – I know that everyone down in Melbourne talks about the throwdown, but can you talk to us about the rivalry between Cairns and Brisbane? Because I might be biased because I'm from Queensland – but I think that's even more spicy than the throwdown down south.
1: Look, any competition in Queensland is going to be way more fiery than anything in any of the other states. I don't care who you're talking about, whether it's Cairns versus Towns or Cairns versus Brisbane. Believe you me, uh, when those two teams come to the floor, the the boxing gloves are are on, <laughs> uh, and it's going health hell to scale. To so. Uh, I was I, even back in the league. I, I played against Brisbane when they were before they folded with the Wildcats in uh, 2007, 2009, uh, and had some great, great runs uh, in the uh, in Brisbane there. But for Cairns versus Brisbane, um, look, I, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, you know, the, the the biggest talking point, of course, with Baines coming back into the building for Cairns after that altercation earlier on. Uh, you know, it's going to be massive. So def, definitely, the fans are going to be. Uh, very much tuned into uh, what transpires uh, tomorrow night.
0: What what are you expecting tomorrow night? Because we all know Adam Ford's not one to sort of hold his emotions back. He'll be fired up, and I'm sure he'll convey that with his team um, tomorrow night as well. But what are you expecting from this matchup?
1: Look, both teams have been struggling to close out games late uh, by a very small margin. And the whole league, as you know, is close. So I think I saw the stat. Under 10 points a game is the average on, on each winning margin. So this is the tightest the league has ever been. These are two teams that just haven't quite been able to get it done. Uh, but when you match them up head-to-head, it's, uh, it's really even. So the, the game could swing either way. Uh are very aggressive at the rim, but letting themselves down at the free-throw line uh, Brisbane Bullets had a nice string of wins at the start of the season, but then just lost a bit of form of, of late. So both teams just chomping at the bit. No one wants to go into this Christmas kind of period, uh, you know, uh, uh, off a few losses. So I, I think that there's going to be sparks. I think there'll be fireworks. Uh, and I think, um, you know, it's going to be a great one.
0: What What are your thoughts on the Taipans early? Uh, we spoke about it a little bit earlier, but the Taipans coming off a really good year last year where they made the semifinals and, there was a lot of expectation on the, on them this year as well with the addition of Taryn Armstrong, uh, even bringing in Sam Meninger and uh, Patrick Miller to go along with guys like Sam Wardenberg. But they, they've struggled for inconsistency, but I've kind of given them a pass because they haven't been able to put their full team on the floor. Neither has Brisbane, and I believe tomorrow night will be the first time both teams will be able to put their full team on the floor. But what, what have been your your sort of thoughts on the Taipans early on? Oh,
1: look – Patrick Miller is a revelation uh, and, and very much uh, needed a, a point guard that's going to close out the games. Uh, so that's sort of trading your Hogue last year for Patrick Miller this year. That's a great uh, great get. Um, and, and Taj McCall is obviously energy plus. Uh, just can get reckless at times. And uh, I think what they're missing, the Taipans, is just that contribution from the third import. And it's not Josh Roberts' fault or anything. It's just... Uh, the the filling the position is, is only on the five minutes a game. So it's not a position that they've been able to get a really high-caliber player. Uh, but that much-needed contribution sort of goes missing. Then. And it's still with Bobby Clintman who is a revelation for as a next star. Um, and he's had a bit of health concerns as well. So just, just falling kind of a, a player short in really keeping up with the league. Uh, and that's cost them those late kind of losses. Uh, it, it was an exciting overtime loss against uh, the Jack Jumpers last week, uh, and Titans had done a great job to hold serve on their home floor. But ultimately, similar to the Brisbane Bullets, uh, just aren't able just to close out against those really high budget teams. Um, but look, uh, I, I think uh, overall we, we'd hope for a few more wins and be a bit more in the middle of the pack. But you know, anything can change with a couple of wins uh, and the momentum can shift and there's plenty of action to go um, but you know for, for having the full team on the floor I, I think it's uh, I think it's crucial if you if you can get a bit of luck <laughs> and have the healthy bodies it just goes such a long way and, and it's a momentum thing when Taj McCall came back into the lineup it was a bit disruptive but I feel like he's kind of found his groove a bit now um, so the tight ends you know it just gives you it just gives you that momentum and something that coach Ford can can work with it's, it's trying to Steer this this ship in the right direction. Uh, I think we're the Brisbane Bullets, so I'm excited to see. Obviously, Tarrell Harrison uh, just really holding down that big man spot. We saw him in the NBL one uh, earlier on, you know, many years ago, and you could see a, a talent coming through. Uh, but him locking down the the, the bulk of the minutes of the big man department, um, you know, and, and obviously Sobi, you know, doing his thing and, and trying to trying to rally the squad to get those victories in. But um, look, I, I think uh, I think it's a will be a fun one. I, I think. Brisbane, you know, both teams have their double headers ahead of them. Uh, the first chance to to really unload on that first uh, leg of a double header, but it should be a good one.
0: I, I did speak to Liam Santa Maria last week and and he spoke about how they haven't really gotten as much out of the big combination as they did last year. They had Keanu Pinder and Sam Wardenberg last year and it kind of that perfect balance of Pinder who worked inside and and Wardenberg who could do both but also stretch the floor. This year they don't have Pinder there. It's Sam Menenga and Sam Wardenberg. What are your thoughts on that sort of combination and and how they can try and get going to help this Taipans team?
1: Look, I think I think Wardenberg is crucial. He's a you know second in assists for the team as well. So he's a distributing big man, um, really high IQ. Um, look, I, I think Sam Warden, uh, Sam Menenga is, is delivering more than you know advertised. He's a new a new face uh, and still has time to find his feet. So they, they are missing that Keanu Pinder. Uh, just attack on the rim is just been uh you know relentless for them last year uh just really impressive so so Wardenberg did feed off that uh, and they are lacking that that third import sort of spot that big man that is able to contribute in those those big numbers so uh i think it's definitely noticeable um you know Wardenberg having to shoulder a lot of the big man duties um so he he's going to kind of you know get, get tired a bit there trying to carry that weight but um you know i i think for the pans, they're just letting themselves down a bit from, from the free throw line, some some low hanging fruit, um, just not capitalising at 69% from free throw. They've got to be near closer to the 80% range, uh, but certainly you know as, as best they can is going to be a smaller a smaller lineup that's getting the job done, uh, but it's going to cost them sort of late in the season if they if they can't figure out a way to involve those those bigs a bit more and be more effective. I, I really like AK GAC, to to be honest. I'd yeah, love he's been to see great this get season. Get more minutes, get more, oh, get more confidence. I love those US games that he was able to flourish. I just sense a bit of, you know, a bit of friction there between forty and, and gAC in terms of really being in sync. Um, so I, I'd really love to see that sort of uh, flourish a bit more with more court time, and um, you know, hopefully he can, because he's such a big body as well, seven foot plus wingspan as well. Uh, I I really think they need to sort of massage him into a bigger role.
0: Yeah, he dominated the Bullets last time they played down here as well. But Adam Ford, since he, he's gone up to Cairns, he seems like a real sort of perfect fit um, up there. And I still think they're well and truly alive this season, like I said, with a lot of injuries and that. You, you've you been a fabric of that that club up there. What makes 40 such a, a great fit for that Taipans club? I think Forty does his due diligence on his recruiting,
1: uh, and I think it's often um, a luxury that other teams don't realise uh, how much is involved. Maybe uh, he really dives deep into these players, and so he has got a really sound knowledge of of who's coming in and what skill set they present. So his development game, his development uh, mindset, uh, is crucial to the Titans' success given the budget constraints. So. Uh, he's able to capitalize or use that to to his advantage and, and recruit and assemble these these puzzles, these jigsaws of, of a team, uh, and and then everyone else goes, oh, I didn't see that coming. Well, Fordy saw it coming all the time because it's been on the whiteboard for for years, probably looking at different players and who who fits in where. So I think that's really respected now amongst the, uh, the 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 basketball fraternity, the coaching fraternity, for sure. That he knows what he's doing, uh, and I think the fans trust Ford. Uh, in, in Ford, we trust, I guess, is, yeah, is the <laughs> mantra. Um, you know, they really believe in what he can do. Um, we saw Keanu Pinders rise to fame. We saw, you know, Hogue come in and, and be a league leader and then get poached to, to Kings and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, look, I, I think they, they know their high IQ. They know that he's going to find good players and develop them. If we can just retain a few and get some momentum that way, that would go a long way.
0: Here with NBL and Taipan's legend, Alex Louton. Lousy, Last question. Just quickly, what are your thoughts on the NBL changing the all NBL team as an all NBL third team member from your career? Uh, what are your thoughts on them changing that to positionless as a as a big man? I, I would assume you don't like it too much, or what are your thoughts on it?
1: No, look i I, I think I agree with it. I think that in previous years, sometimes it's, it's, they've always got it right on the on the MVP. I I feel like you know Cook's last year perfect, Jalen Adams year before great. Uh, and, and I think that's always going to be correct. Where where the where it now brings into changes is that guys that you, you just go hang on a minute he was second team how is that possible oh yeah they had to fill the guards and the bigs and you know two on the outside three on the inside so uh, you know if I look at last year Barry Brown Jr for New Zealand Breakers oh, I think he was you know in terms of elevating them uh, into that that upper tier I think he definitely deserved to be in that first team. Now, I know I'm t- talking for guards there, but it, it does does present in the other way as well. I think there's an opportunity for for the bigs to actually be be recognised uh, for what they do. This is a guard dominated game. This is a guard dominated era. Set the on ball for the guard and sort of get out of the way or roll and all that. So I'm a bit sort of I got <laughs> I'm always a bit narky about where the, where the league's heading and basketball's heading, but that's that's the nature of it. Um, so, the guards are always going to get the first bite of the cherry. But look, I loved David Cook last year. Uh, I, I love bigs that can contribute in so many ways. I'd love to see them get rewarded. And
0: if it presents itself three bigs in the first team, um, all NBL it would, would be awesome. Alex Loughton, thanks for your time on the NBL show. Awesome. Thanks, Brady. We're back. This is SEN's NBL Show with Brayden Hesselhurst. Sobe with some footwork and the jam with authority. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball!
0: Yes, of course, it's time for our NBL news headlines. And first, I'm going to start with CEO of the NBL, David Stevenson, ordering zero tolerance for abuse of referees. I really like that because I think there is a bit too much over the top sort of argue arguing from the sidelines with the referees in the NBL. I think it sort of starts with Dean Vickerman, John Riley, really, Adam Ford. Those guys, I think they can uh, quieten down a little bit on on the sidelines. quote from him on Code Sports, he said, this is something I feel very strongly about and I want to be clear that I will have zero tolerance for abuse of referees full stop. So uh, I like that from the CEO of the NBL. Next, our big talking point this week is the NBL changing their all-NBL selections to be positionless. I know Alex Loughton liked it from earlier in the show, but I'm not quite a fan because I think the all NBL selections in any sport or especially basketball is you're the best at your position. So if you're not the best point guard, you don't get in that top five, you know, Bryce Cotton's different. He can play both positions in the guard spots, but I don't really like that. We're changing that. So, but I am going to dive into it a little bit and play the game with the positionless selections. And this is who my team would be so far. If we went positionless, Uh, and dived into the way the NBL are doing it. Now, I want to know your selections as well, but my selections would be Jalen Adams from the Sydney Kings, Bryce Cotton, Milton Doyle, Chris Golding, and then Mitch Creek. Not a lot of defense in there, but it sure would be uh, an entertaining starting five. So uh, interesting to see um, the responses throughout the week from that. Now, next, NBA legend Dwight Howard is exploring his options to potentially come to the nbl uh in order to try and make his uh return to the nba work so the nbl is one of the options obviously europe asia uh, he played in taiwan last year um so it'd be awesome to see him in the nbl now i know he spent some time with some teams taking photos and that a long time ago but where would you like to see him and going with our theme of today i'd like to see him up in Cairns. so there are our news headlines for today And you go through the round nine games as well. It starts this afternoon with New Zealand versus Adelaide. Adelaide did get the win there last time. So it'll be interesting to see both teams really fighting to try and make their way up the ladder. I think New Zealand are done, to be honest. I think Adelaide still have a chance. So I think Adelaide get the win there with all the injuries that New Zealand have. Cairns versus Brisbane in Cairns on Friday night. Both teams... Welcome back. Multiple players through injury. Bobby Clintman back for Cairns. They have a full roster. Shannon Scott back for the Bullets. So that'll be a huge game. Followed by another big one over in Perth at RAC Arena with the Wildcats taking on the Sydney Kings. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix hosting New Zealand. Tasmania versus Adelaide. Melbourne United versus Cairns. And then our game brought to you by Carina Leagues Club on SENQ and the SEN app on Sunday from 3pm. It'll be the Brisbane Bullets going up against the rejuvenated Illawarra Hawks. So... That's all we have time for today on the NBL Show on SENQ. We'll see you next week.